Welcome to today's episode of Whiskey Made Woman with me, your host, Bunny Love Shock. Today, as ever, I pray that love takes the mic. I pray that love comes in and does her thing and that this podcast, this conversation is in the highest service for the good of you, for the good of your community and, of course, the good of the world. Today, we've got a Dear Bunny episode, which I'm so delighted to be able to share with you. I was contacted by one of our beautiful listeners recently who had a question about money and if it can hold emotions. So their question really was also around the fact that they had received money from their late husband. And since the husband's passing, the money, you know, has been invested and it's taking wonderful care of of this beautiful family that are without their loved one in physical form and that there was the receiving of funds related to being able to take a next step in a shared dream. And with the capacity to be able to do that, there was also an experience of increased, you know, bouts of deep grief. And so the question was around, you know, a curiosity and a wondering if there might be an energetic and emotional connection to money. Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful question? Such a beautiful question. So with tenderness, with tenderness, I'm going to respond to this with permission, of course, uh, that has been that has been agreed. And we've touched a little bit on inheritances in previous episodes and how there can be a huge amount of guilt that's often experienced as a as a result of essentially a human's planning, right? When a, when a loved one, when a person, when a dear one, when the love in them, when the God in them has invited them to put something in place, such as life insurance, such as a, such as a fund to support little ones, such as a, a way to support dreams in the really awful and challenging eventuality that that person passes really, you know, before a time that was expected, there can be this really strange feeling that comes with that, that somehow it is because of the loss of that person being there, that this money is is now available. And I want us to have a conversation or a consideration about how to extrapolate those things from one another today so that if you are someone who has experienced inheritance guilt, as we might think of it, that you start to feel a little bit of relief around that and you start to experience a little bit of of space around that. So, of course, there are emotional and energetic connections that we can have with money, yeah? But money in and of itself is 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 neutral. Money, money, in fact, is a is a thing. You know, money is a thing. We, you know, take these pieces of paper and we print pretty pictures and put values on them. But money, when it is linked to significant life events or relationships, it can also start to initiate really strong emotions within us when when dealing with money that does have a personal meaning or a history such as funds received from a a loved one who has passed away. And I really also just want to be very tender again, inviting love in once more to hold this conversation in deep reverence and to hold this conversation in deep 
deep gentleness, because even if you're listening and you are someone who hasn't experienced money coming to you through a loss of this kind, it's still an important experience for us to consider how emotionally involved we can get with the concept of money. And actually, I think in this instance, in our in the Dear Bunny instance that we are expressing and experiencing through today, again, there's something here that this money, and this is what I would say to our 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 dear bunny writer in, that's a terrible sentence, but you know you know what you know what I mean. Uh, is that the the money from your late husband, it's not only, you know, a financial resource, but it's also a symbolic link to him. It's a symbolic link to him and the care and the love that is present, you know, for you and your daughters to be provided for and to create future memories, to create future experiences. And it's natural, it's really, really natural for the act of using this money to trigger emotions, you know, related to your loved one, your husband that's passed, or for anyone that's listening, for your loved ones who've passed, whether that is a a beloved, whether that's a family member, whether that's a, a parent. So it's a really, really natural experience for the the act of circulating this money for there to be emotion, you know, triggered or activated via it and the and the memories associated with that with that person. And of course, this can manifest as as bouts of grief, you know, as as indeed um, you know, our 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 caller, as it were, has been experiencing and as you too, other listeners might have been experiencing as as well. So in this context Money can hold a lot of emotional significance and it can carry an energetic charge because we are meaning making machines and to try and rest our mind and to rest the heart. We're going to really attempt also in this conversation not to make meaning, you know, not to make meaning out of these things, but again, to give space for grace and to give space for grief and to give space for honouring love, really, really honouring love. And in honouring love, that can start to take the charge out of that energetic and emotional meaning or significance that we might be feeling we should, in a way, be layering onto money. Whereas also sometimes, um, you know, sometimes the guilt that is felt around money that is inherited or or experienced via unexpected loss. Sometimes there is a also a part of us that really wants to experience and express joy because you are still able to do the things that you wanted to do together, but you are now doing them with one of the heartbeats not being there. And there can also be a little bit of guilt that is present there. But the money in this instance, and money in any instance actually, represents more than just a financial value. It embodies loving memories. It embodies love. And indeed, it is a connection in this case to your listener between you and your husband. It is a heart hug. It is an embrace. It is, I love you. 
And the process of circulating money, particularly on something significant such as you are, such as you are, you are doing, it may very well feel for a little while that you're still going to navigate through some grief and through some memories associated with him. And, and that's okay too. You know, that's okay too. So when we're experiencing grief and money, it's really important to take some steps. And I'm going to give you four steps that you can take to experience this more gently with and for yourself. So the, the first thing to do is to reflect on the emotions that you're experiencing, which is something, dear listener, that you're already doing and that you are already participating in. And for anyone that's hearing this medicine for the first time, you know, the first step, reflect on the emotions. Take time to, taking time to understand and accept the emotions you're experiencing is really powerful. And knowing as well that it's okay for you to feel grief and to feel joy, to feel gratitude, to feel guilt, to feel a mixture of any of these emotions, to feel anger, to even feel betrayal, you know, and also again, to feel love. Very normal very typical when it comes to experiencing grief and giving yourself the space to reflect on the emotions that you're that you're feeling is has a very high purpose to it and it has a it has a invitation again of coming more into the heart and more into love seeking support to guide you through those emotions, through those changing states, through those sensations is really important too. And of course, that's exactly what you did, our darling listener. You reached out and you asked for guidance and you're receiving it in a few formats thanks to your question, which is so, so beautiful. And, you know, again, if you're finding listeners anything overwhelming, you know, talking to you know, talking to a trusted friend and a family member can be really helpful, but also speaking to someone like me, such as a, a professional, you know, a, a professional. I, don't know why that, I paused there, listeners. You probably heard that. A part of my brain was like, are you a professional? And I was like, yes, of course I am. Of course I am. Um, my grief training, both in my personal and professional life, has been significant. And then also embodying embodying that support. And, you know, I would say as well, because I, I too have experienced really horrendous loss in my life from, you know, from being a kid all the, all the way through to the spaces and places that I, um, you know, that I exist in now. It's being able to feel that grief that really makes me able to to hold the space for another person to experience their emotion and their grief as well. So when you're seeking support, it can be really helpful, of course, to speak to friends and family, but they're not trained spiritual counsellors or grief support or reverends or ministers or or any of these things. So it can also be incredibly loving. It can be a love letter to your heart and indeed to the loved one who has passed to seek support because, you know, we can provide comfort and help you navigate your feelings in a, in a way that uh, essentially doesn't come with any other baggage. And I'm, I'm just going to put it that plainly. Sometimes we feel like we can only tell friends and family members a wee bit about the grief that we're experiencing or the, or the horror or even things like relief or even things like opportunity or even things like 
oh my goodness, this is really making me look at my entire life right now. This is so confronting. And also love can be really confronting as well. When we actually realise that the heartbeat that we're so used to having near us isn't there anymore. And we begin to experience that love in an entirely new way, in both a physical and a spiritual And again, in a higher power way, in a way where the soul is able to connect with the profound love that sometimes when we fully inhabit our human bodies, we're not quite able to to move with that love. We understand what love is. And of course, sometimes the, the, the great difficulty in being a human is that sometimes it takes the love not to be there for us to also understand how much love there is. And so when we get to have conversations like this about love and also about money and about supporting yourself through the process of grief, then we create a really special place, a very sippable space of experience where there's no time limit on grief. And there's so many shit things that people say and there's so many things that people don't just don't know how to say, because again, you know, what does it mean when the physical representation of the love that you are used to having beside you isn't there anymore? And sometimes again, when it comes to the passing of someone and if there is a will and there is inheritance and there there is care that includes money, the things and the experiences that the money then enables becomes a physical representation in some way, towards being that person who's no longer with us. There is something in being able to then, the third step that I would recommend for you here, to honour the memory, you know. And my heart is really aching as I'm speaking this and offering this into the space because it is gentle, gentle work here. It's gentle work. And honouring the memory of our loved ones and those that have passed, for example, again, such as circulating the money in the way that you wish to, that's allowing for divine care, then it can also begin by honouring the memory of that person. It might represent a new chapter or a new adventure that totally respects the past and takes into account and into the heart the experience you're having in the now whilst also giving you the opportunity to look forward to new experiences, which is really, really powerful. And to that, you know, the fourth step that I would would recommend that would be helpful for you and indeed for, for anyone is to create a ritual or a symbolic gesture. You know, you might, you might find it really, really meaningful to bring love um, it could be the naming of something. It could be the planting of something. It could be the, um, it could be a candle in a particular place. It could be a playlist, a song, a dance. Really important. A gesture that acknowledges the emotional significance of the circulation of the money and also the transition it's facilitating in your life. The transition it's facilitating in your life. And remembering it's really normal for significant financial decisions, especially those linked to loved ones, to carry emotional weight, for there to be an emotional weight that is present. 
it's it's really a part of the intricate way that our lives, our memories and our emotions intertwine with our financial decisions. So it's not so much that the money is emotional, but it's how that we feel about it. It's how we feel about it. And give yourself the opportunity again to reflect on the emotions and the sensations that you're experiencing to seek support from friends and family, yes, of course, but also from a professional counsellor, you know, such as myself, or there are many, many, many other beautiful support mechanisms about, you know, honouring the memory of a loved one is so important. And we're not brilliant at that in the Western culture, it has to be said. You know, there's definitely some space for us to learn this, definitely some space for us to, to learn this, to honour the those that are no longer with us physically. So however that might that might feel to you. And knowing that honouring, honouring family, friends, loved ones, all heartbeats that are no longer with us, really we do that through our aliveness. Really we do that through continuing to love. Really we do that through continuing to to be and to express the pain of grief, to express the loss And don't ever let anybody talk you out of your grief. Your grief is so precious. It's really precious. It's really sacred. It is an extraordinary thing to love someone so much that our heart breaks. And then to know that it may always be broken. You know, we don't talk about that so much in the West either, particularly. But that there can be a healing and there can be a scar but there's still, there can always also be an ache. There can also, always, you know, always be an ache. And when you understand that, you know, physiologically and spiritually, then it means we're less likely to run and try and run towards closing this gap between us and the idea of a expiration date on grief when that is just not the case. And honouring the memory of a loved one and loved ones and creating a ritual or symbolic gesture are some really wonderful shamanic ways and some spiritual ways to be able to increase the level of support that you feel internally and indeed externally as well. And if you do have an expression or an experience of knowing that even though a person's physical form isn't here, but knowing that the spirit of them is, you can still have conversations with them. We can, there, as I've said for a long, long time, you know, and in a lot of the grief work that I facilitate and a lot of the spaces that I, that I work in with regards to, to end of life, it, it really, really is like spirit is in the next room, you know, and sometimes even closer. They're here, but we just might not be able to see them, but we can sense them. Sometimes we can smell them. Sometimes we can hear them. Sometimes we can hear them. I always think that I've actually been really blessed to be able to have conversations like this, to be able to allow people their grief and to be able to allow the sense of loss that's there without, again, saying to anybody, you need to change that. You know, how long is this going to go on for? These are some of the unkindest things that we can say to people. It will possibly last a lifetime because love lasts a lifetime. Love lasts longer than a lifetime. Love still manages to find us, 
even when the words are not necessarily coming out of the person's mouth or body that we have quite possibly loved the most in amongst this too. So honouring the grief, honouring the love, honouring the space. And perhaps also as a fifth thing that I might offer here, which which sort of ties in with our first tool, for want of a better word, around reflecting on emotions. We're really quick again to name emotions because we've we've spent a lot of time being influenced by head therapy, which is really beautiful, essential and works like all things, works for the right people that come into contact with it. But instead of also naming emotions, I would really invite you perhaps to come into sensation, you know, to come into sensation and don't name it as guilt, don't name it as sadness, don't name it as anger, don't even name it as love, although love is beyond an emotion. But you know what's happening in your body? Where are you feeling things? Is there a tightness, a constriction, a a freedom, a a softness, a heaviness, an achiness, uh, whatever the sensation is, find your sensation language, you know, go into your body, go into your being, see what can be found with regards to sensation, give yourself the opportunity not to name the emotion, but to name the sensation. Once you go on a sensation hunt, as I think of it, you'll discover an enormous amount of love language that is so, so important to you, so important to you. And it will give you such a phenomenal opportunity to come into a closer proximity to yourself and your body and your being. You'll really wish that you had discovered this sooner. I really wish I discovered sensation sooner. I really wish in my prayer again in this space always is that, you know, can we bring the love language of sensation to ourselves every day? Because that's what helps us through our our grief. That's what helps us through our experiences. That's what helps us through these significant life events or relationships that change. So it's not uncommon for people to experience strong emotions or strong sensations when related to money that has a really deep personal meaning or history, you know, again, such as such as money that's received from a loved one who has who has passed away. You know, there's also so much beauty and joy, and especially when our capacity for curiosity is still alive, and that's what's important. And especially when we can actually come into a conversation like this and we recognize, oh my gosh, you know, this makes sense. This makes sense. You know, I'm discovering not only a new love story, but also a new money story. Yeah, just a new money story. And that it's possible to receive blessings. It's possible to receive so many blessings whilst you're laying next to grief. And actually grief can be a comforter. It can be a comforter. And really, again, allowing the body to express that grief and that blessings through the body, very important very important, you know, dancing as much as you can, even if it's just a swaying, you know, punching the crap out the pillows, if that feels it's available, swimming, being in wild water safely, being outside, walking, and again, dancing under the stars, dancing under the moon, and also feeling that hand it over, hand it all over to the God of your understanding as well. You know, hand it all over. You don't have to carry the weight of grief alone. 
It's so important for our children as well to see grief process really healthily, for them to understand there's a variety of emotions and sensations and experiences. I too am experiencing some sadness. I've just got this tightness in my heart. My heart aches because I miss, you know. And it'll never not catch us. It'll never not catch us. You know, I have friends and loved ones who passed when I was a child, a teenager, every decade and so on. And there are still days and times when I think, oh, I must, you know, I'm just going to phone that person. But just because I can't physically phone them in the sense that I might have been used to, it doesn't mean that I can't not phone them. I phone their spirit. Hey, hey, my love, how are you doing? (laughs) I come into conversation with their spirit, with the soul of them. I set them sometimes even a place at the table. I'd love you to have dinner with me. And yes, sometimes that can also lead to more of an ache of grief. But in that, I'm reminded also of the ache of love that exists too. And having an embodied way for you to process the experience of loss. Because love is an experience. It's not static by any stretch of the imagination. It is a force. And, you know, there are lots of systems that would rather that love, you know, was a small L and a full stop and it didn't do very much, but it changes worlds. And bringing a little bit of magic and a little bit of ritual to bless whatever you're circulating, the money and the experience and the possibilities of adventure with is a, is a very, it's a sweet love letter to the soul, the soul of you, the soul of your loved ones, and of course the soul of love as well. Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode of Dear Bunny on Whiskey Made Woman. As ever, please remember that this is here for you too. You can drop me a direct message on Instagram at loveshock, L-O-V-E-S-C-H-O-C-K. If you have loved today's podcast and it's been in service to you, please send me a message or read them all or tag me on Instagram as well. I love that. Share this episode with someone that it will bring peace to you and perhaps support you to experience grief in a in a more supported way or in a differently supported way. If you loved it as well, please leave a five-star review either on Spotify or on, uh, where else are we? Apple. And you can also leave a written review there. That would be so, so wonderful. And then I will see you in the next episode of Whiskey Made Woman. And again, to love, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for guiding this conversation because at the start and the middle and the end of every day, love leads and I follow. <laughs>